0: Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove. It's always game day in Buffalo. All right, Matt, before I get into wide receiver and um, need versus value, thank you very much for attending the very awesome birthday party my wife threw for me. Uh, yep. we, we had a big party at Riverworks and you know it wasn't a surprise. People thought it was. I had to give her my contact list and tell her you know, people to invite and all those kinds of things. Yeah. So we did it that way. I really appreciate you coming. We got to see a lot of people. And I just want to give a backstory in this because I think it's important to share this for people. And I don't know if you were there when I spoke uh, or if you or already left already, but um, one of the, the thing that I said to people, and I want to make sure, I think this goes for anybody in life. You know, a few years ago, maybe like two years ago, my wife said to me, what do you want to do for your 50th? I was like 48, maybe turning 49. We had just come out of COVID around that time. And I said, you know, she said, like, do you want to go to a golf resort? Do you want to go to Vegas? All these things. And I said, you know, I said, I'm a people person. I love seeing people getting together with people and we just don't do that enough. And the only times we seem to do that are in bad situations, funerals, memorials, people passing on. And what do you say to somebody when you see them then? Hey, we got to get together more. It shouldn't be under these circumstances. Mm -hmm. I said, let's have a big freaking party. Just get people together. I didn't want it for me. I wanted it for everybody to get together. Yes, it's my 50th, but I wanted to see all the people who don't see each other enough get together. So we did it. And you know, um, I endorse Riverworks on WGR. Uh, so I went to the people I know there and said, Hey, what can we do? And they said, You know what? We have this room that is being built and it will be ready that week. Literally, we were the first event. Oh, nice. It was amazing. Um, and the more it went on, my wife was just amazing about it. And I kept saying, Well, you know, it starts to add up with money, right? And she's like, No, no, we're gonna do this right, we're gonna do this right. So we had an open bar for three hours, we had food. And we had the 360 thing that everybody got on top of the platform that um, the singing cop, Mo Badger, he's a part of. He did that. DJ Milk was there. You were there. I want to thank you for showing up. And I I hope you got to see people you don't normally always get to see.
1: Yeah, no, it was a great time. And I appreciate you having me. And it was really just great to see colleagues, coworkers, people who you kind of know, but you don't really know. And I hadn't been around for a couple of weeks. So that was my That's nice right. way of kind of dipping my toes back into the water and just catching up with people. And it was funny. I had like the realization of being there. It was my first time leaving the baby. My wife stayed home. So I did a double dip because I wanted to go see Devin Levi's game for at least a little bit. So I went now, over there. Unfortunately
0: the-, the only time we could get the venue happened to be on the <laughs> night of Devin Levi's debut.
1: But you would never have known that in the future. you know what I mean? Like you can't plan for things like that. So the day before my wife wanted to go to this really big, like kids consignment sale. Um, I forgot the name Bella kids. I think it was, it was in like okay. the old Stein Mart. She loves to like go shop. So she spent the day going and doing that. Her and her mom went and they were shopping for all these deals and they were out for a while and then they went and got lunch and whatever. So I had the baby that day. So the next day it was like, okay, and now it's Matt's turn to leave the house. So I went, to the Devin Levi game for a little bit, and then I just went over to the party because it was so close and it was great to see everybody. It was an awesome event. So yeah, it was really, really cool to see everybody, like you said, under those circumstances and not bad circumstance, which feels like is usually the case.
0: There were literally people there that I've known for over 40 years, friends of mine from first grade and second grade that are still good cool. friends of mine. And there were people there, no lie, there were people there that I met at the owner's meetings from Buffalo. Um, the, it was great. Uh, a woman named Jennifer works for the American heart association and she was in Arizona to help with the presentation with the DeMar Hamlin news that they had. And she's from Buffalo and we got to know each other. And I said, Hey, why don't you guys, you and your husband stop by uh, Riverworks my birthday party, they showed up. I knew her for five days. So you had the spectrum, you had the media people, the college people at the end of the day, my wife and I went home, we counted 154 people showed up. So I'm very wow. really happy about that. It was amazing. Uh, it's great to see.
1: But let me ask you one thing about your birthday party and then we'll, you know, switch off. Yeah. So I asked you, because, you know... What do you bring somebody for your birthday? Yep. I was like, okay, I'll bring them wine. So I got mm-hmm. you a couple of bottles of wine. But you said you like malt. Is it Malbach?
0: Malbec. I like Malbec. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I look. I got a lot of. I have way more red wine than I can drink now for the next year or two. I think. Okay. Uh-huh. I got a lot of red wine, which is fine. And I got a lot of golf balls from people, which is oh, like, that's a good. Um, it. because Encore, uh, I mean Jeremy uh, sponsors them here, WGR, and some people here got together personalized ones with Bills and Josh Allen and Happy fiftieth. Malbec is my, I'm not a wine connoisseur. Like I could not tell you the difference between all wines. I just know I like a Malbec the best. And then I'll like a cab and then a Merlot, but it's all fine to me. I like red wine. Yeah.
1: I had never even heard of that kind of wine. So I went into the wine store and I was like, I'm looking for Malbec, Malbec. And they're like, oh yeah, right over there. I, (laughs) I just, I just assume I literally, I'm not a wine person either. I know red wine, white wine, dry, sweet. I don't even know what Malbec is. If it's dry, if it's sweet, whatever it is, but a little I, hope sweeter, I, think. It. I think it's I, a little
0: I, sweeter because I think I generally generally like sweet things. Someone could be listening going, Oh no, that's not considered sweet. It's considered this. I just like it. I like the way it tastes.
1: If I was going out to have a glass of wine, I would just have a glass of cap. And that's okay. literally, that's my baseline of like yep. what I like everything else. I'm just like,
0: yeah, I guess I'll try it. I don't really know. And I was totally cool with that. And, um, We did actually go on a vacation after that. I'll get to that in a little while because I have a really interesting question for you because I know you've done some uh, different vacations over the last several years as well. Uh, But anyway, PSA for everybody out there, get together with people you haven't seen, physically see people, say hi to people. It was just so – it was heartwarming. My heart is full. Thank you so much for everybody who came. But in the meantime, anybody who's listening to this, it's just – I I really, really – can't stress enough how important it is to see smiles on people's faces who haven't seen each other in so long. All right. Need versus value. So this is a discussion we always have when it comes time for the draft. Even me, when I do mock drafts, I'm going to put a need for a team, right? I mean, it's just what you do. You can't just say best player available because you don't know their board. but let's go back to the wide receiver discussion, Matt. Cause you said you've been hearing, and you've been reading maybe only one first round grade on a wide receiver. Okay. So let's say you get to 27 where the bills are. And the next wide receiver on the board is like your 50 something ranked player. But your next defensive lineman is your 30th. You got to take the 30th. This is what the draft is about it's about value. You can't reach for the 50 something ranked player because he is not valued high enough to take there, because then you're going to expect that guy to play like a first round pick. And he's not, because that's not even how you valued him.
1: And we know like a lot of teams say this, they have to, we value the grade and the player a heck of a lot more than we value the position. And the bills truly, truly believe that. And I think that if you even look at their track record, the only time that you would really ever sway off of that or seen the Bills sway off of that is when it comes to a quarterback, like you need to get a quarterback. So at that point you are talking about, you know, a want, not a need. You need to have a quarterback or excuse me, a need, not a want. You need to have a quarterback. So now they're a good team. Like they won 13 games last year. You could make the argument that they could literally draft a position at any player other than quarterback. And it would be an asset well-spent. I just think that for all of these years, they haven't given enough kind of love to the offense and I think you need to get Josh Allen these weapons and that's why for me this entire time it's been get him somebody to contribute to the offense and I think wide receiver makes the most sense and I think that where you are it's not like you're using the 10th pick to get somebody who might be an early second round grade you're using the set, well technically the 28th but you're using the 27th selection in this draft like at that point it's a crab shoot anyway I just think that at some point, maybe you need to have a little bit of a compromise and go with the, you're
0: okay with reaching into the fifties, let's say, or forties at 27. If there's multiple players that are kind of right there and your value at other positions.
1: Well, it also depends how the board falls. Like, let's say you're between a linebacker and a wide receiver and all of the linebackers you like are still there and one or two of the wide receivers you like are still there then you have to play the game of who's more likely to get back to us in the second round or is there a chance we can move up in the second round to take this person so those are all the things and those are all the factors that you can't predict mm-hmm. as you're getting ready for this like if you're the bills you love how this first five ten picks of the draft are shaping out because it feels like there's going to be at least three, probably four quarterbacks taken very early in this draft. And you're sitting there with a quarterback and you're like, okay, great. Like go do that. And then you're probably hoping there's a run on defensive linemen or on cornerbacks or on players or in positions that you probably don't have a massive need for. And then you wait and see, I, I really do think it comes down to the bills. The most likely outcomes for them are wide receiver, probably linebacker, And this is something you brought up on the podcast a couple months ago. It feels like tight end Mm -hmm. is starting to make a lot more sense than it did even a couple months ago for this team. And I
0: think that there might be more value at 27, depending on the board falls with a tight end than there would be with a wide receiver based on what we just said with who knows, there's some high end tight ends in this draft, the wide receivers, you might have some really nice mid round guys value wise, maybe not first round. What about linebacker in the first round? Are you, I mean, if Jack Edwards is there, right? It's like, okay, you just, do you grab him? Because, hey, we just came off of Tremaine Edmonds on five years of a rookie contract. Essentially. We can kind of replicate that again. Uh, Jack Campbell. Did I say Jack Edwards. He's, you not, said playing, Jack, I, you, he's not the play-by-play guy for the Boston. For the,
1: yeah. I was like, <laughs> you, you kind of froze me for a second. I, nobody can see this, but I literally just
0: searched Jack Edwards, Iowa. Cause I'm like,
1: I think that's wrong. <laughs> Jack, Jack Campbell. Campbell.
0: Sorry. Yes. No, I said Jack Edwards. Um, And you know, maybe it's because I looked at the blue and gold, the, the, the black and gold. And I was thinking of um, Jack the Edwards, the Bruins play-by-play guy, which, uh, He's not somebody I love listening to anyway. That said, Jack Campbell, the Iowa linebacker. You okay with taking him at 27? Is that if he's there like, Hey, go grab him?
1: No, I mean, it it fits a need, right? And I don't, but at the same time, I think that there are other options there. If, if they love now, now you're in my head. I almost said Jack Edwards, if they love Campbell Mm -hmm. and they're sitting there, but so is like Drew Sanders. He's the guy from Arkansas. Maybe you just trade back. Maybe that's something that you could do because I would never complain about that. And yeah, you lose your first round pick, but maybe you can recoup another third round pick to move back a few spots or something like that. And then you can try and get a wide receiver and you can get a linebacker and we're all sitting there going, wow, Brandon beans a genius. What a move. I I don't know. I mean, if they do it, it's not like I'm going to be stomping my feet on the ground saying that this is a mistake because I do think it would be somebody who would immediately slot in and be your starter. Like it would be him and Milano going into the season. I just, I don't know. It feels like from the things that I've read, it's not like he's a surefire first round pick anyway, either. So the grades on him, and we won't know what the bills grades are, but the grades on him are going to be just like the grades on the wide receivers, where it feels like maybe you would be reaching a little bit to take a position that you need. So I I don't know. I'm not, they could kind of, like I said, This going into this draft, I feel different. Like last year, I was like, man, take a cornerback. And I was open to Brees Hall just because I really liked the player. And obviously people have their opinions on running backs. Now I'm just like, take somebody on offense.
0: What about the report? Apparently Matt Miller, NFL draft scout. He works ESPN, does a lot of his own draft stuff. He's been in a long, apparently he said the bills, Could very well be looking to trade up Um, offensive skill position or, or offensive linemen. How's that hit you trade up? Guess it depends on
1: what it costs. Um, I know that there's usually kind of mixed feelings about trading up because it would probably cost the bills another one of their draft picks. And this is a year where they're not fully stocked anyway. If you love the player, I would never hesitate to do it. If you think it's somebody who can really be a difference maker and there's a big drop off, maybe you have four offensive linemen who you're like, we love those guys. And then after that, you've got a big drop off. Well, then go up and get one of those guys. I think back to the... 2019 draft. Now Ed Oliver has been a good player. I know last year was not Ed Oliver's great year, but there were rumblings the day of that draft that the bills were trying to move up to three to take Quinn and Williams. Like, you know, imagine this team, if they would have had Quinn and Williams, like that's a pretty crazy idea. So I, you know, I think most people would probably prefer a trade down, but if you trade, here's my thing. If it, you trade up, Have no issue with it unless it costs you a really, really, really premium asset. Like, I don't want them to trade their next year first round pick to move up to take an offensive lineman. But if you've got to move a third round pick this year or, you know, maybe even a second, depending on the player,
0: I I can live with that. Let's remember the bills only have six picks in this draft.
1: That's what I mean. Like, it's tough to say that they're going to trade up and give all of this stuff and then have what, four picks in this
0: draft. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't see it either because of that. And, and also look at the clues. I mean, Brandon Bean openly said they're eyeing that third round comp pick next year with the way the formula works. I mean, he said that, that they, that's why they're signing guys to like minimum deals, basically, Um, you know, these free agents. So for them to be thinking about that and how much these picks have to hit for them and how much they have to use these picks for financial purposes to get lower cost labor essentially over the roster it be tough for me to justify or think that they're going to move up and give up some of these picks that they're relying on. So I don't necessarily see it uh, before we end this segment real quick. They did sign, re-sign Jordan Phillips uh mm. since the last time we spoke. This just happened at the official announcement just happened a few days ago. Um, n- Not a surprise. I think it really comes down to if Jordan Phillips is healthy, he can be a player that can really help this team. He's done that. He had nine and a half sacks in Buffalo, goes off to Arizona Um, he, he started to have more sacks in his career later in his career than earlier, which he has, you know, kind of continued when he's been out there and been being used like that, but he's also had the injuries and that's been the issue. The shoulder last year, the hamstring, he stays healthy though. He can be a really, really valuable player for this team. And next, I wonder what's happening with Shaq Lawson because he's still unsigned.
1: Yeah, that's going to be the next place that I go to. Jordan Phillips always felt like the more likely of the two to kind of come back for another year just because of the impact he did have when he was on the field last year. And mm-hmm. I do think that for what they're going to pay him for a one-year deal makes a lot of sense for both sides. Glad they were able to get something done. I think if Shaq Lawson is willing to take one of those similar deals, now the money probably wouldn't be as much as Jordan Phillips, but maybe it's a mil and a half or something along those lines then you would like to have Shaq Lawson back as just another rotational depth guy on your defensive line. You know, he's liked in the locker room. You know, he knows the defense, he knows the system and he likes being in Buffalo. So for me, For any really free agent who hasn't signed up to this point, like those are guys you should be calling just to check in on to see if maybe they're available for a price that you didn't think they were going to be available for. And I think you've probably got a leg up in that one because you know Shaq Lawson likes it here, but not even for just him, for players around the league who still haven't signed. Maybe Brandon's got to be calling their agents and just saying, like, what's the deal? Like, could we get you on a one-year deal to see if, you know things could work out here and who knows what players
0: become available. If that's the case. Yeah. I think that's a a natural fit for Jordan Phillips. to Come back to Buffalo. I don't think he was going to get a ton more um, interest on the market, especially with the injury. The bills now have 66 players on their roster. They have 24 openings. We just said six draft picks, right? That gets Mm -hmm. you down to what? 18 openings. You'll probably have about 10 undrafted free agents. You only have room for about maybe seven or eight guys. Really? other than that around the roster before you get to training camp where you're allowed 90 guys to bring. All right. We're going to wrap this up with, I want to ask you about what is being called the fastest growing sport in America.
1: Oh, I already know what you're going to (laughs) ask.